Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles empowering us to build a great life. Last week, we talked about patience and finding the good. This week, we listened to 28 episodes. The three best ones talked about willpower and unconditional support. But first, wanted to share for the bonus this week, we got some really good feedback about Charlie Plum, the prisoner of war that we talked about last week. And it's an incredible story, and I think there's so much to learn from people who have gone through and overcome such incredible obstacles. And my personal favorite story about a prisoner of war comes from a Vietnam veteran, and I really, really wish I knew and remembered his name. He came and he spoke to us when I was a freshman at the Air Force Academy. And unfortunately, I don't remember his name, but I don't think I'll ever forget the lesson that he taught us. He said that for seven years, he was a prisoner of war. So that's seven years he was away from family and friends. Seven years he was interrogated and tortured. But he said that if he could change it, he wouldn't. Because those seven years strengthened him and made him better. The best part of the whole story was his incredibly positive attitude. And he was able to have humor looking back at his seven years as a prisoner of war. So after seven years, his wife waited for him and he was gonna call her on the phone, but he knew she would be nervous and he wanted to break the ice and show her that he was still normal. And so he picked up the phone and he heard his wife on the other end and he said, sorry, I didn't call earlier. I've been all tied up. And I think that's such an incredible example of how we can go through really hard, difficult situations, but we can still make the best of them and we can find humor and joy in our journey. The first podcast from this week comes from How I Built This. They interviewed Tobias Lutke, the founder of Shopify. It's a company that helps other businesses to do online sales and transactions. It processes the payments and it does a lot of work in the background, but it's been so successful that it's valued at around $25 billion. And people estimate that Tobias is worth around $3 billion. And Tobias shared what is still my favorite quote from doing all of these episodes. Back in week six, he said, hell is meeting the best version of yourself that you could have become. Just one more time, because I think it's so good. He said, hell is meeting the best version of yourself that you could have become. At least for me, that is such a powerful reminder to make the most of each day. Because we don't wanna look back when it's all said and done and have regret about who we could have become and who we could have helped. And Tobias is a great example of how to make the most of each day and how to overcome our obstacles. When he was younger, he struggled with ADHD and dyslexia. 
He dropped out of school in the 10th grade to do an apprenticeship, and he learned how to become a software programmer. This valuable skill gave him the confidence he needed to take risks, and he decided to start working with startups. But like anything in life, to be successful, we have to make sacrifices. And his sacrifice was moving in with his girlfriend's parents. So I, I don't think this would be anybody's idea of a perfect situation, but I love how Tobias made the best of it. He said that he didn't regret it, that he was able to do it, have fun, and still be happy. And what was interesting was even after his company got momentum, he had raised millions of dollars, but he still lived with his in-laws and he only paid himself minimum wage. And so to me, this shows the importance of sacrifice, but also the importance of focusing on what matters most. And sometimes success requires us to have suffering and struggling in the short term so that we can have the payoff in the long term. I was talking with a friend recently who's going to be a pilot in the Air Force and so for two years he's been going through that hard intense training and it's, I'm sure it's incredibly stressful and draining physically, mentally, emotionally but once he gets through that he'll be a pilot and nobody can take that away from him. And it's the same with us that if we can take those small steps every day then we can have that payoff and that long-term success. Back to Tobias, he said that he couldn't have done it without his co-founder. And this was a reminder of the importance of relationships and not trying to do it all alone. He said they split up the work, so he did all the technical stuff and his founder did all the business stuff. And because of that, they were able to play off of each other's strengths and help each other with their weaknesses. What was interesting was the company initially was a snowboard brand. They said that they wanted to build snowboards because they loved doing it. And they were successful, but they couldn't do the online part. Tobias was shocked, he said, to see how hard it was to sell something online. And so he built this whole other business that just took off immediately. And it still took hard work and struggle. But I love this principle that they just had to get started. And once they began, then a different path opened up to them. So I think a lot of times in my life, I've, I've paralyzed myself for, by waiting for perfection. And by thinking I need to have the perfect idea or the perfect plan. But sometimes we just need to take a couple steps and then we'll get to see a little bit further and that new path will open up. And to close up, I just loved Tobias's humility. He said, for two years, I held the company back. I thought that was so refreshing to hear him being honest and open and to see how much reflection he had done in his life and how he's constantly striving for improvement. It was interesting, he said he told his investors, I'm not going to pretend to know things I don't know, and I really hope you'll help, help me. 
I think that's a great principle for our life, that we can rely on those around us to help us find our own success. The second podcast from this week comes from The Art of Manliness, and they did a great interview with Kelly McGonigal, who's a psychology professor at Stanford. So there's an actual Professor McGonagall. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but that's a nerdy Harry Potter reference. So sorry if you don't love Harry Potter. But um, she wrote a great book about willpower. And that's what this interview is all about. And I really liked, she said, willpower is a muscle that can be strengthened. And she said we need to recognize that it won't always be this hard. I think when we're struggling with something, we can just assume, or we just make judgments about ourselves that, oh, I'm just a lazy person, or I just can't get up out of bed in the morning, or I always eat too much, whatever it may be. I know that last one is, those are all things I've struggled with. But I really like, she said our brain and our body can adapt and we, they can make it easier in the future. And she gave some great ways that we can strengthen our willpower. She talked about four areas specifically, and she said the first one is the importance of sleep. And this made me think about before we've talked about how we shouldn't try to fix ourselves, but we should try to fix our environment. And Kelly talked about how we need to set ourselves up for success that when we get enough sleep, everything else will go better. But when we don't have enough sleep, everything else will be harder. She also said meditation can help with self-control. So can physical exercise and our diet or our nutrition. They've done studies and they found that what we eat changes the structure of our brain, which makes willpower easier or harder. And so Kelly had a great point. She said, I know this seems like a catch-22, that if you had more willpower, you would do all these things. But I think the main takeaway is that success builds upon success. So if we can take small steps in these areas with sleep, nutrition, meditation, and physical exercise, it will create a virtuous cycle, making it easier to take more steps. And I really liked when Kelly said that studies have shown that even five minutes on the treadmill can booster our willpower. And so it doesn't have to be an incredible marathon feat. It can be something as small as just five minutes. And Kelly said, just do what seems least difficult. But she said, as we do this, none of us are perfect. We're going to struggle and we're going to fall down. But she said it's crucial that we don't shame ourselves. That this will actually make it harder. That they found that shame is one of the best ways to get rid of willpower. It puts the brakes on it because it makes us forget what our actual reasons are for doing it. And I think it creates a vicious cycle that makes us question our identity, our strength, and what we are and who we are as a person. I really liked Kelly said, every choice is a clean slate and a new beginning. Don't let your previous success or failure determine what you will do next. And then to wrap up, she just gave some more tips on how we can strengthen our willpower. 
She said, one of the best ways to strengthen your willpower is to outsource it. Surround yourself with people who can keep you accountable and to have similar goals. She said, we also should try to avoid those people who drain us. And if we can't avoid them, then we have to prepare for them and find ways to not let them affect us. So in closing, she said, the best way to strengthen our willpower is to ask ourselves what matters most to us, what are our core values, beliefs, and goals. Then we need to remind ourselves of those things constantly. The second best way to strengthen our willpower is to get more sleep. And the third is to do one thing today to make progress on our goals then we should celebrate that victory. The last podcast from this week comes from a new one. It's called Meditative Story. And I actually really like it. It's a little bit different, so it might not work for you. But it's interesting. People talk about a time in their life and they go into a lot of detail. It's very visual. And they also try to set it up as a meditation. So they'll talk about taking deep breaths and relaxing. And again, this might not work for everyone, but I think any way that we can find ways to relax and to be in the moment are really powerful. Just a quick example, but one that I've found for me that really works is to take pictures. Because when I'm doing that, I have to focus on where I am and it makes it so I can't stress about anything else. I just have to focus. It's the same with working out. Um, so just a couple of quick ideas. This week, they shared a really good one from Ariana Huffington. She's an author and businesswoman that started the Huffington Post. So I know that's more liberal, um, but no matter how you feel about the Huffington Post, uh, it's pretty incredible what Ariana was able to do in her life. When she was young, she grew up in Greece and she told her mom that she wanted to go to Cambridge in London. Or sorry, I don't think it's in London. I should know this, but it's outside, it's in the UK. And she, she said in her own words that at the time this was ridiculous. She didn't know English, they didn't have money, but she said that her mom believed fully in her. So she didn't know what her mom's reaction would be and she said she was so inspired and motivated when instead of judging her or criticizing her, her mother said, that's amazing. She said, let's figure out how we can get you there. And she said, as she learned more about it, she realized how tough it was going to be. And she started to have doubts. And she, she asked her mom, she said, but mom, I don't even know English. And I loved her response. She said, that's no problem. I'm sure you can learn English quickly. And I'm sure it wasn't quick and I'm sure it wasn't easy, but I love how her mom inspired her with that unconditional support. And that unconditional support and love gave Ariana the permission and the power to go after her biggest dream. And it was really powerful to hear how every night at dinner, her mom would tell her what she researched about how to go to Cambridge and she helped her get closer to her dream. 
And again, this shows the power of a strong friend, family member, mentor, someone that can help us be accountable and take those small steps every day. And I really liked Ariana said for her mom, it was an adventure that they could go on together. She wasn't concerned about whether or not she got in. She just wanted her daughter to feel supported and to not have any regrets about what could have been. And I really liked Ariana said, talking about her mother, she said, her conviction that failure didn't matter made it easier for me to succeed. And so they saved up money and I thought it was so interesting. They went to go visit Cambridge they could have, her mom could have easily made excuses, said that we don't have money for that, it's too far away. But what was interesting, she said that when they went there, they just walked around the campus. They didn't really talk to anybody. She didn't know great English at the time. But she said they just kept walking until it felt natural for her to be there. And she said it was an in-person visualization. And I think that's such a powerful principle that we need to make it so that we can see our dreams and see ourselves there. And we need to get to the point where we can see ourselves succeeding. And the last point Ariana said for her mom, it didn't matter whether she got into Cambridge or not. Because of that unconditional support and love, her journey to get in wasn't filled with fear and anxiety. It was an adventure to be enjoyed. And she encouraged all of us to find joy in our journey. So in closing, we hope these tactics and tools about willpower and unconditional support help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. We just want to thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast and thank you for listening. We know that we're all busy and it means a lot that you're here with us. So thanks again and we'll see you on Friday.